don't know much about it, but I heard there's going to be a new Netflix show surrounding the Pride and Prejudice characters called Netherfield Girls or something. Not Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. No, but I heard that was really good. That was good. I would just listen to a whole podcast on, like they were discussing like Jane Austen adaptions to the screen and they were talking about Pride and Prejudice and they brought up the zombie one and they actually all agreed that Lily James in the future should play a serious Lizzie Bennet. Was Lily James the Pam Anderson from... I don't think we can compare her to Lizzie Bennet, the beloved Elizabeth Bennet. We cannot um, short sell the legacy of... Pamela Anderson. Okay, moving on. (laughs) We're back. It's the TCP. It's the The Cult Popcast. The The Cult Popcast. And we have with us in the studio, back on the show, due to popular demand, (laughs) series (laughs) semi-regular, Allie Burnett. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Woo! And what are we doing today, Gabe? Today, we're talking Ozark. The smash hit Netflix series that just ended its fourth two-part season. Yeah. Its fourth season, which was in two parts, just a few weeks ago. And yeah. it is a bittersweet goodbye. Yeah, this is technically our podcast of Ozark season four, part two. Our last episode was part one, and that was episode 135 time flies when, when we did that one i didn't know that they were going to come out within such a quick time or else i would have waited longer but i think i think i tried to tell you but no one believed old gabe was crazy you know what else no one believed was what i said oh <laughs> okay. about how what was end. going to happen yeah spoilers from this point when i brought up i was like i'm pretty sure ruth is gonna die in that episode you can hear both of you go no it was wishful like, thinking. I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure she's the most likely to die. To be fair, I feel like a jury of our peers would have agreed that uh, they didn't think Ruth was going to die, right? Yeah, I think at that point, uh, it didn't feel like that would flesh out. But I will say when we were in the midst of season four, I also thought that could definitely be a possibility. But it wasn't a shock to me. I think as it went on, particularly like in the first two episodes of part two of season four, it was pretty readily apparent that uh, there would be consequences for the actions <laughs> that Ruth... But yeah, as of the end of part one, I didn't think it was going to end that way. But Yeah, I just want to make it clear that I predicted it. We're going to get it correctly. in writing correctly. from uh, federal judge. Stephen was right. Yep, thank Once you. Once again, and we can hang that on the wall over there. Could we get a notary out So here? that he can sleep soundly at night. It'll be good. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So full spoilers, I guess, from here on out. Ruth dies amongst many other people, but mainly just Ruth who dies. Ruth dies. And that's how the show ends. The Bird family is almost scot-free in the wind. There's a scene at the very end where the PI comes back into the picture and you think, oh, are they going to be held accountable finally? You know? And then... uh the last thing we see is little Jonah Bird, all grown up, walks out of the house with a shotgun, and it cuts to black. Choosing family loyalty over his, perhaps, prior convictions? Well, there are theories, Allie. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think the prevailing theory is, yeah, he's with the family, because that feels, at least to me as well, um, that that's where the stories come to. Mm-hmm. I think Stephen brought up 
the other day that uh, he he could have shot his mom, <laughs> and that was a possibility. Yeah, because he after I guess two seasons or like a season and a half of really ha- hating his family, despising his mom. His mom does some crazy stuff in this latter half of the season. Oh yeah, and basically checks herself into a mental institution to get her children's attention to win them back over to her side through an apologetic means. That's like the the checkmate, like the the king queen move of manipulation is is checking yourself into a mental ward to coerce mm-hmm. your strange children into staying with you. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Linney, yeah. let me just say before we get into it, is a legend and I love her. Yeah, she was great in the show and I honestly didn't like her until the last episode because she annoyed the crap out of me. Um but in Which is credit th- to the writers. Yes. The character annoyed the crowd. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She played it great. Props. Big ups to Laura Linney. Big ups. The That's, heavy hitter. Yeah. But I, the character was like worse than Skylar from Breaking Bad. Like it just <laughs> killed me to Was she worse than Joffrey from that one show? <laughs> <laughs> the show that shall not be named. Um, In the yeah, Pantheon. I mean, yeah. I mean, I disliked Wendy more than Joffrey. For sure. Yeah. She goes full sociopath in this season. But I liked her in the last episode because it seemed like as the whole thing with, with Marty and Wendy is that they wanted to get out. Wendy wanted to get out with money. Well, and prestige. And prestige. She and liked the game. She, yeah, she finally found a way to do so. But the whole idea was to just get out clean and go back to Chicago and live their lives happily ever after. And they kind of found a way to do so at the expense of Ruth. Well, you can't save them all. Yeah, but but I liked the fact that she was putting those things behind her and moving on. And in that episode when she kind of finally moves on and apologizes to her kids and has a little bit more of a heart than the cold-ass, wonky, just illogical person that I perceived her to be throughout the show, I enjoyed her a lot more. But anyway, Jonas shows up. The PIs found them out. He's trying to blackmail Marty and Wendy. And because of Wendy reaching out to her kids, Jonah and Charlotte show up with a shotgun. Jonah closes his eyes. And then we hear a gunshot. And then the show ends. And it is it leads you to believe that maybe Jonah probably shot the P.I. Um, because we do know Jonah has a history of shooting shotguns, sometimes blowing out windows. But... Uh, <laughs> some fans are theorizing with good evidence, in fact, that he may have shot his mom. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. At least there's not ass. You know what I mean? Master Cheeks. Master Cheeks. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, well. But there are a lot of theories. We'll save it for the Ozark prequel or a sequel or spinoff. We'll call it Jonah. Mm. In a Vanity Fair article, Mundy chose Jonah to get that final shot because he was the last bird to come around to the family's criminality after an estrangement spurred by Ben's death. In a way, Mundy says Jonah killing Mel signifies the family being brought back together through this act of violence. Interesting. Yeah, there's a bunch of names here, but there was a there's a short farewell to Ozark, little half hour. Yeah. A webisode kind of thing yeah. that they did and the three uh, <clears throat> people they credit with the creative direction of the show are Jason Bateman mm-hmm. the concept uh, the story guy who I don't know who that is and then it's Mundy who was like uh, 
I don't know if he was the showrunner technically, but I think that was him. It's really hard to tell. Creative head. Yeah, well, I think regardless, the end of the series is uh, open-ended intentionally to lead people to to have these kinds of conversations, much like the Sopranos ending, you know, cut to black. Yeah, it's a popular thing to do is the uh, ambiguity angle. I'm actually, I'm kind of surprised they went that route, but with this show so heavily being compared to Breaking Bad throughout the entirety of its run, I understand why they did the things that they did. Yeah. Um, you know, instead of the protagonist of the show having his comeuppance, becoming a sort of an, an antagonist to the other characters that we know, and then dying alone and having this sort of justice arc, this is a family that gets out clean. <laughs> And there really isn't justice, but for the audience that follows the family and loves the family because they're the protagonists, it feels good. Even though Ruth died. Does it feel good though? I like it. This is one of the big topics for debate. I think about Ozark is the satisfaction from the ending that people may or may not have. And you can't talk about the birds getting clean without talking about Ruth dying. So yeah. What did you guys think about that? Did it work for you? And, uh, would you have done it differently? I was just thinking just now how, you know, Ruth, even though she's a complex character who, who makes, you know, decisions that aren't the best for other people, at the same time, she possesses like this purity um, where we, you know, we want to root her on and we want to see her prevail. And, you know, she has this family history of being this kind of no good family. And you see her kind of trying to clear her name uh in in the last season and and eventually you know she she gains that and there's there's kind of this cleansing that happens in some sense where she has this bright future she's inherited this money all of these different things yeah and then having her killed at the expense of or I guess having her killed is what allowed the birds to go forward, right? And so it's like this becomes almost like this sacrificial atonement for the birds to move forward and live on in their own family legacy. And that was really interesting to me. Um, I think that it made, I guess it kind of gave kind of like a depth to the fact that so much sacrifice has happened in the name of the bird family and how many people have died um and how many people they have let die um like like um wendy's brother Mm -hmm. uh, also a very like pure-hearted character despite his many flaws and so thematically it makes sense and i do think there's like a depth to doing that and i think her just living happily ever after wasn't the story for this show you know yeah i totally agree it felt like it made sense. It felt like the MO of the show was collateral damage mm-hmm. because of the birds. So it felt natural. And particularly regarding Ruth's journey in the final season. And like you said, the choices that she makes herself, it 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 made sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Like her killing Javi, we knew that the it, it, <laughs> I always think of uh Mordo from Doctor Strange when he mm-hmm. says the bill comes due. And that's good storytelling i think you know it, it i don't know a lot of people would probably disagree but i think the intersection of her being like held accountable for her actions mm-hmm. but the bird's not yeah, but the bird's not it, it it leaves you with this bittersweet kind of like 
rage because Ruth was the mm. heart of the show. Mm-hmm. But like it was always the bird's journey, like from the, from the beginning, the Langmores were always, it was like fated for them to suffer, yeah. you know, in that Greek tragedy kind of way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the show, the showrunners specifically created that dichotomy between the birds and the Langmores as well. Mm-hmm. That was talked about in that final 30 minute yeah, like, the, send off. The Netflix duality thing. there. Yeah, yeah. It's a great, them as a foil, I think it's a genius idea. And they really all did die except for three. Yeah. And then also the way, yeah, the way that she does die in the end, it's like if, if Wendy or Marty were in that situation, they would lie and manipulate and do everything they could to survive. Right. But Ruth is standing there and she's like, I'm glad I killed your son. Like he deserved it. Like basically go ahead and kill me. Like, why are you shooting? She's true to herself. And, (laughs) Yeah, and that was an interesting foil, too. Like, she kind of accepted her fate, even though she put so much effort into clearing her name and, you know, start new and start fresh and all these things. In some sense, she, like, embraced her fate. Um, Maybe because when Wyatt died, maybe, like, a huge part of her died, you know? Well, she was ready to die. Yeah. The last thing we saw at the end of part one was her going, kill me! Right, right. Even though she was making movements to have a life, Mm-hmm. And with three still there, there was like something else to live for. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think she knew there was also the inevitability once like she realized what was happening in that climactic encounter with her and what's her name from the the new head of the cartel. Wasn't it Camilla? Mm-hmm. Camilla? Camilla. Yeah. She knew there was really no way out of there. And this, this was the reckoning and she had a choice to, you know, beg because mm-hmm. she's not going to really talk. She knew she couldn't talk her way out of that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great way to go if you had to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you guys think of Camilla as the new heavy or the new like, you know, she took over the cartel from Ovar yeah. Navarro. What, what I was about to say is the, one of the things we said in the last podcast was how this show always does the unexpected thing. Like, and that's one thing that I think makes the show great. Like, it's always doing a thing that you couldn't predict. Well, we've mm-hmm. seen that blow up in the writer's faces before. Such as yeah. in the show that shall not be named. Mm-hmm. Uh, subversion, but, for its own sake, shock value, for its own sake, is often a mistake. <laughs> but Ozark did it well. I would agree with you. Ozark did it masterfully. I think with intention, not in just for opinion. shock value, right? No, not for shock value, but, mm-hmm. but in a masterful way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I was going to say is like, I, when, when season four, part two began, I was shocked at not intent like you know it wasn't like their intention probably to shock people maybe it was but i was shocked at how many things transpired yeah like even up until the last like couple episodes like the penultimate episode or the one before it was still introducing characters <laughs> and i was like what is going on like what did the, i've never seen a show do this before it had like that that new sheriff come into town and <laughs> had Camilla like playing chess with her brother like as a new player in, in the latter half of season four it's only seven episodes long it had Wendy's dad coming in with his whole church trying to like find Ben so there was that dynamic happening and this all happened in the final seven episodes of the show that had lasted for four seasons and all that to say one of my big opinions is like I think this was an actual masterful show because it was able to do so many things. It also goes to show, I think, 
um, what good storytelling can do. Mm-hmm. Like just straight up, like if you have six episodes or seven episodes to tell a story, you know, that's all you have and you can do so within that time. And one of the other crazy things about it was in that six to seven episodes, you still feel like it really took its time. Like mm-hmm. you're not like it, it doesn't feel like it's rushing or anything like They're that. Hour long episodes. <laughs> yeah. And, and so you're like, it, it really just felt great. It wasn't like the show that shall not be named that really rushed its last couple seasons. It's game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, but it, it really felt like it took its time and did it well. And even with the first episode where Ruth, uh, kills Javi, is it Javi? Where Ruth kills Javi, I was expecting that to go on for at least a couple episodes. Yeah. And she just takes care of it in one. And it's I'm over. like, oh, we're here now. Like, I, I was just so shocked at the storytelling and the fact that they were introducing all these new characters still up into like the very last episode. And they brought, uh, what's her face back from the season one? Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. That was like, I was so shocked by that. It, anyway, I, this, this show constantly served me subversion. And I loved it. It was unexpected, I ate it up. but it felt earned. Yeah, which I think is the main mm-hmm. takeaway, and the difference for a lot of other writers who will just use it because they want to both surprise you and not be like they want to like get ahead of the audience and yeah. just be like, "You never saw this coming." Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the Ozark writers, it was very intentional, and uh, it did feel earned. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Allie? Yeah, I agree with you guys. I feel like sometimes uh, shows or movies, they bring in so many characters and it basically takes away from the enrichment of the experience because you're like, who do I focus on? And this feels unnecessary. But with this show, I feel like everyone was brought in with intentionality that served the plot, that served um, the character arcs. Like I was thinking even of uh, Wendy's dad being brought in and how that tension in some ways brought Wendy and Marty closer together because, you know, through through everything that they've been through, the last season did in a lot of ways bring them back together in complexity, obviously. Yeah. But I think Wendy's dad served as, as a major player in that um, mm-hmm. strengthening of of Wendy and Marty coming mm. back together in this kind of loyalty aspect. Mm. Um, but I also thought, yeah, so, so one role that I thought was really interesting was the role of the priest that they brought in um, because oh, he yeah. was in many, many episodes and uh, kind of challenging both Wendy and Marty mm-hmm. to confess, to, to, to come to this place of, of confession and, and cleansing. And um, with, with Marty, you know, there's this point where he, I was t- telling Steven when we were watching it, there was this point where he's not confessing to the priest, but then you get this really raw emotional confession that he makes to Charlotte, his daughter, where they're sitting down. He's, oh, he's yeah. talking about how Wendy's not ever happy with him and, and all of these different things. And this it's just this emotional confession that he's making mm-hmm. to his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Marty's character arc was really interesting in the last season because you see throughout the seasons in their marriage, like she kind of wears the pants in a, in a lot of regard. Um, and you see in this season how he is kind of fighting against that and kind of hitting this raw point. And you get that episode where he just t- 
takes it out after after she you know makes another decision yeah. in front of him without without telling him and then he just takes it out on this random guy who um he gets mad at on the road and totally beats him up um Marty and, finally snapped yeah he snapped yeah. and it's kind of this i feel like it's kind of this point where he's trying to like he's proving his i mean masculinity in some sense because He's had this battle with Wendy back and forth in their marriage and this power struggle. Yeah, that was a really important, I think. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think Wendy's initial problem with Marty at the beginning of the show... Weakness. Was he was... he was Passivity? Uh, not, not emotional and not emotive. Mm-hmm. And she considered that weakness. And I was so glad amongst all the other nostalgia fare for this uh, season 4.5 that they really finally fleshed out and solved their relationship in a way. Mm-hmm. And I think it was funny to watch Laura Linney watch Jason Bateman in that scene because I felt like her character was probably like <laughs> kind of turned on. She's like, yes, oh my God, totally. that's my husband. Totally. Like finally he's taking, he's like taking control of his of yeah. his life in this very... Violent. In this way that she can connect with, which is like... Yes, aggression and yeah. <laughs> just doing what he needs to in the moment to emit power mm-hmm. um but then the other aspect of the role of the priest with wendy yeah uh is interesting because i feel like he's consistently trying to get her to to reach this place of confession and then they get in that car crash and you know they could have died and she has this interaction with him and he to paraphrase i don't remember exactly what he says but he's basically like isn't you know isn't oh, this your sign it was the last sign yeah isn't this your last sign that you know, you should go a different way or, you know, you... The last warning. Yeah, the last warning. And she kind of chuckles and is like, no, <laughs> like he protects... Or like whatever, like... She no, saw it as validation. Yeah, it was validation that we're, you know, doing the right thing or whatever it is. So once again, you see there is no remorse on Wendy's part. Um, she's going forward. She still has the same motives. Yeah. And... There wasn't any redemption in terms of Wendy's character turning a different way. And with Marty, I mean, what do you guys think? Like, do you think he's just going forward with the family and that's that? I feel like that car crash was the critical moment, like the penultimate thing that happened to their family Mm because they were all there together. And what's interesting... they let you know it's important because they tease it at the very beginning of the season, right? In the first part of season right. four. That's a climactic moment. That's, I, th- I feel like to me, that's the moment where the Bird family, like where all them coming together was sealed mm. uh, and being on, on each other's side. And I think that is the final straw that broke the camel's back and helped them in that moment in the finale where they have to decide to save Ruth's life or not. That's, I think, what helped Marty decide that family was more important mm. over Ruth is because it was kind of like, yeah, it was like a come to Jesus moment, as my dad would say, where it, it literally, as a near-death experience, will just shift your whole life perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that was, that was the thing that Marty was, that set Marty on that path to choose his family. And I feel like that he did end in that place, which is different for the whole series he was fighting to like try to find the best option for everyone and he was constantly fighting for ruth on every occasion as well 
but he had he knew in that moment that it was his family over Ruth mm-hmm. and, and maybe even more specifically Wendy yeah and because I'll, Wendy's the last one in the car and she's kind of unconscious for a few moments yeah. or something and there is that that tension of like Wendy almost died and, and she's okay and I'm relieved yeah they have a discussion during the season about she says, you know, when this is all over, you can leave me if you want. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. I think yeah. Marty's love for her is affirmed in this right. <laughs> crazy series of events over four seasons that yeah. it's like they're closer than they've ever been. Yeah. Their marriage is stronger. Uh, <laughs> this almost like healed their marriage. Yeah, it, it did. Literally. She was cheating on him. Remember how he was watching that video over and over again when, yeah. the, when the show started? Oh, I remember the pilot. Oh. <laughs> that pilot sticks out like a sore thumb. In a good way. One of the other things I didn't expect about Marty was like how he basically was being set up to take over the, the mob, the, mm-hmm. the cartel, mm-hmm. yeah, which was wild. I did not bad. expect that. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> Laura Linney, I keep calling her Laura Linney. Wendy was pushing for him to do that too. She's like, she's like, you could take over the cartel. Imagine what we could do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Marty was like, are you insane? <laughs> yeah. He could, that was a path he could have taken. There were so many ways it led up into the the climax of the show that that you were like, how's this going to end? Is Marty going to like win the Game of Thrones as we keep referencing that show? Mm. Um, But he finally, they finally get out. So yeah, that was a crazy subplot. (laughs) For sure. Can you imagine? Because he could have done it. (laughs) I was thinking like that's how the show was going to end. And that was another thing is like, even while watching the final six to seven episodes, it like sets up things and then tears things down and then sets yeah. up other things and then tears them down again. And you're just like, what is going on? Like, what is this show going to do? Like, and you, you know, it just, it keeps subverting your expectations throughout every episode. And it's so, it's just such good storytelling. And like, I think that ultimately is where I keep landing for this show, uh, as a whole, like it was just such a well-told story in writing in in theme the way that it was shot the way that it was directed acted just like a very high quality show it's it's like this show is essentially what i wanted house of cards to be that it like never really got there cuz yeah. for it kind of tons out, of re- right? tons of reasons yeah. but this show like had had an ending and i thought it ended really well do you know if netflix told them like this is going to be it wrap it up because I feel like it was a great idea to just call it, you know, rather than have the show kind of just wander on. For for Ozark? Yeah. I I don't think so. No. I, I think it just made sense to end it. And they were like... And they I think all of them were kind of feeling it. Yeah. Jason Bateman is always in like... He wants to do so many things. The whole reason he was signed on to do the show in the first place was because he wanted to direct every episode of season one. He wanted this to be like his singular vision. Remember hearing that? Yeah. And he said it, even though he didn't direct every single episode that he felt that it was that yeah. uh, to the end. And, and so I think the kids, you could see they really grew up and stuff. Oh yeah. And I think, I think it was just time. Like it was just one of those things where the writing was on the wall and it felt good. And then COVID hit and everything got delayed. So yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think it was time. I, I think it wouldn't make sense to keep it going, to be honest. I, I don't think it was Netflix. Oh, no. No. That's good. I'm, it's always nice when a creator will end his show on his own terms. Yeah. I, I'd actually be shocked if it was Netflix, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I will miss the nail-biting, edge-of-my-seat suspense. There are a few shows that keep me on edge. 
the new Game of Thrones. Well, even like Game of Thrones and so many other great shows, they're incredible for so many reasons. But Ozark is even more so than Breaking Bad. I haven't seen Better Call Saul yet, but as I recall, like Ozark was literally like it, every every minute of that show was intense and i was constantly filled with a sense of dread mm-hmm. maybe partially because the color palette is so in like washed blue it's all blue and green it's all it's like turquoise filter the, just the show overcast every day but it was like such an intense ride and it feels good that it's over but i am sad to see it go <laughs> but yeah jason Bateman could you know make another show just do it. He's a he's a great director. He is. He is. Yeah. And he I, was. I want to see him direct more things. An actor too. I don't know if I think he directed the first two episodes of The Outsider from HBO, which was like the best part of the show. He's yeah. he's clearly proven himself, and like Julia Gardner has blown up. Yeah. Um, as well because of Ozark, and she's she's doing a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, now. she's everywhere now, which is great. Laura Linney's already a legend, so it doesn't matter. Ali, do you have any? final thoughts about the show in its entirety what will you miss about it it's like you're parting ways with an old friend it felt right it felt like a good culmination of of everything like it didn't feel rushed and yeah like like you said it feels good that it ended in this place it feels like right i feel like if one of the birds died or if certain characters lived like it would it would feel less realistic like it it feels in a pessimistic way, <laughs> right? That like the birds lived on, and mm. and it was a, they're going forward. It was a good bad end. Yeah, is what I would call mm-hmm. it. It was a good bad end. Yeah. Whereas you know, to contrast, uh, Game of Thrones was not a good bad end. <laughs> no, that was a bad bad end. <laughs> I love that we keep comparing it to Game of Thrones. Don't. We it's just a great example of it like is. what not to do. Because <laughs> they wanted, they wanted to have that dread, that bad, that oh my gosh, this is this happened, but it just it fell yeah. in the wrong direction because it didn't sure. it didn't feel right. Do you think Ozarks permeated pop culture in a way that a lot of its contemporaries have? Like, no. I well, I feel like they're maybe not like holistically right, but like if I think about Ozark, maybe just throw out something like versus Breaking Bad. So many of the Ozark locations and set pieces are so iconic in my mind, mm. like the birdhouse yeah. or the Langmore trailer park. Mm. I there's like you want like a Disney park, you know? What? No, I don't want. I don't <laughs> want a a park, but or the Ozarks themselves. Yeah, I don't know. They just got so much of this show right, even mm-hmm. outside of the the great writing. Mm-hmm. So the world is very fleshed out. The yeah, characters and I, yeah, are very it, it's, real. I think it's credit to the entire production crew. So mm-hmm. good on them. Big ups. Big ups. Large ups. I can't wait to see what they do next. Extremely large ups. I know Netflix is uh, in some hot water right now, but it's some dire straits as consumers mm-hmm. or what do they call them? Cons- uh, subscribers continue to leave. Consumers, yeah. Consumers are no they're lo- longer They're consuming. losing their user base. And uh, I think it's only going to hurt their content moving yeah, forward. Totally. Mm. And I hope they don't go the way of the blockbuster because Netflix is honestly like the reason we have the streaming wars, mm-hmm. which has been such a credit to modern media. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. I mean, in terms of like the quality of the, sh- the shows and films, mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of trash, but for every 10 trash productions, you get an Ozark. So I'm fine with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with that, here's a rap song. Because oh. Ruth was listening to a lot of rap this season. 
Yeah, it was the Nas and Wu-Tang. Yeah, we didn't even mention that, but yeah, we'll play that now. Yeah, here's a song. Check a look.